Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. A podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. How are you doing? How's everyone doing this week? If you are following along on the live stream, it is October 30th for all of you following along on the um on the uh, the podcast. It is Halloween and we're on the scene. Gonna fill up on candy till we turn green on Halloween. Who needs protein? It's Halloween. Animaniacs. I am not that that gifted enough to uh to to do that. All credit to Animaniacs and Warner Brothers on that one. But anyway, how's everyone doing? It is it is Halloween, or maybe by the time some of you listen to this, it is November. It is the gray days of autumn are settling in upon us, and we are here to talk about hockey, everyone. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast talking about the Hershey Bears and the American Hockey League. So thank you to everyone for listening as well. Thank you, as you, as always. We are brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, as you see up in the corner. And of course, thank you to our sponsor of the podcast, that is Yeats Sunglasses. Make sure you get yourself a stylish pair of sunglasses as we head into the latter stages of fall. It is never too late in the year to look good. Use promo code hockey, save yourself 10% on checkout. All right, that's out of the way. Let's talk some hockey, darn it. The Bears had their first 3-3 three and three on the, the year this past weekend. Now, as I explained on Monday, what is a 3-3? Three and three? Just what is it? Well, it's, it's, it's honestly what it sounds like, everyone. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is three games in three days. We are one of the rare teams in the American Hockey League that does this. Oh, by the by. For any of you watching along on the Facebook, on the Hershey Bears fan club page, please leave a comment. I will read them out during the show. Please leave a comment. No bots. You know who you are. But anyway, so it is a three and three. The first one we've had in quite some time. And the boys were looking to get back on track after a really just a rough weekend down there in Charlotte. And it was time to go on another road trip. It was time to head up the I-95 corridor to the city that the NHL left behind. That's right. You know what? I'm just going to say it here on the podcast. I'm going to come out and say it. God hate Har- hates Hartford. Well, the hockey gods hate Hartford. 
But that's just a saying. So many bad things have happened hockey-wise in Hartford. God hates Hartford. Just sometimes the balance has happened there. Now, does God really hate Hartford? No. That's just a saying me and the guys have from all the things that we've seen. But anyway, but anyway, we go to the city that the NHL left behind. And the XL Center that sits right there in Hartford, Connecticut, right across the street, is the nice Dunkin' Donuts ball field out there. Do they still got Dunkin' Donuts out there? I don't know. But a really nice ballpark. That's where the Hartford Yard Goats play. Stop laughing. That's their name. The Hartford Yard Goats. Stop laughing. But I've been inside the XL Center, ladies and gentlemen. And, well, what is it like inside the XL Center, you ask? What's it like to go in there? Well, I can tell you this. It's a mausoleum of hockey days gone by. You walk in there and you see a sub-ceiling in the bathroom that's half falling apart. A concrete building. A concrete arena that was built back in the 60s and 70s. Formerly known as the Hartford Civic Center. And you look up into the rafters there in Hartford and you see it. The Whalers banners. The New England Whalers. The Hartford Whalers. Francis's number up there. All the Hartford Wolfpack's accomplishments are up there. UConn's basketball accomplishments, all the women's championships they've won, and it looks great. It really is. But the 200 level not being used, the old media suites all the way up where Zach's got a broadcast from, and you realize this place is a mausoleum for the old days. And a city that wants to have the Hartford Whalers back again so badly. They've never gotten over it. Hartford's a scorned girlfriend that was left by the NHL. And I've gone on this rant before, so let me reset this take. Hartford is the scorned girlfriend who believes that the NHL is going to bring hockey back. The the old boyfriend's going to come back. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, no, he's actually married and has a few kids. No, but once you see me after all this plastic surgery I've gotten, and I've lost weight. You know, look at all the. It, it, I can still, I can be just as good a wife as she is. Hartford is the scorned NHL city. They believe so badly that the Whalers are going to come back. Green and blue litter that place. The double A baseball team wears gray and blue and green. They just can't get over it. So much so that an owner even renamed the Hartford Wolfpack into the CT Whale. The the Connecticut Whale, I should say. The CT Whale is what the PHF, I think it's called, now calls themselves. But the Connecticut Whale, that was a thing in the late 2000s. Yeah, go Google it. So every time I go to Hartford, I see what was there. And they have done some upgrades. Don't take this as complete sour grapes, everyone. They they have done some things to spruce up the place. They 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 really have. But it's just you look around and you see whalers colors and people wearing old whalers jerseys and those and, and hats of from long ago. And you're just like, they're not coming back, everyone. The Hartford Whalers are not coming back. Sorry. This is what you've got. Support it. 
But the Hartford Wolfpack is a the affiliate of your New York Rangers. Hello, Kyle Hall. And um, I was hoping the boys would get back on track. I really would. I really want to see the guys get back at it on a Friday night there in Hartford. And the boys skate out and we're wearing white? Huh? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Time out. Team meeting. This is our fifth game and third row of the season and third road game. And we're still wearing our whites. Um, why aren't our chocolates made available? Are we just going to wear white all the time for the first half of the season and then wear chocolate all the second half of the season? Oh no, please don't let that be a thing. But Hartford skates out in those. Okay. The, the, the Navy blues, the Navy, Navy blue. It, it, it's oh, with the diet with the big wolf pack logo on it. It's, it's fine. It looks really fine. It's, it's, it's all right. It's fine. But, um, so we get underway and the boys, you know, just, all right, let, let's start off. This is going to be different. It's going to be different than Charlotte. Let's take it to them. Let's get to, and Hartford, they're winless. They're winless. It's Hartford. Who cares about Hartford? There's no way we're going to end. We're getting beat to pup. What? Hartford's just taking it to Hartford has speed. Hartford's playing desperate. What's going on here? Wait, wait, we're the better team. This is not going to be a repeat of how we were against Hartford last year. We were one and five against Hartford last year. We can't lose this guy. Guys again. In comes on Fukali. Shot. Rebound. Scores. Gustav Rydell. And it's one nothing Hartford. One nothing, three minutes in, and you hear the horn go, whoa, whoa. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. One nothing, Hartford. Okay. 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 I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. We're going to be fine. And, um, and again, I'm going to repeat myself in this. The guys just, the Bears are just flat. We're losing board puck battles. Every time we touch a puck, you have two Hartford guys on you. And Friday's when you're supposed to be your most fresh. What's happened, boys? What's happened to you? My goodness, what's what's going on here? Later on in the, in the period, the Bears get muscled off a puck. And just up in the slot, Brandon Lauren over to getting her. He shoots, he scores. Oh, my goodness. A turnover in the defensive zone for the Bears. And it ends up on Tim Gettiger's blade, and they score. Two nothing Hartford. Guys, what are you doing? Two nothing Hartford. End of the first. Bears are being outshot 12 to 6. Ufta. And the Bears, I don't know what it was. I really don't. But we're getting beat to pucks again. We're getting muscled. Hartford's playing like a desperate team. And it is showing. Brodzinski's starting to take over a little bit. I can hear Kyle Hall in the distance enjoying this. And Hartford is playing desperate. And we're playing complacent. Where's the forechecking? Aren't we supposed to be a forechecking team that disrupts? I don't know what we're playing. We're waiting for the puck to come to us. 
I mean, what happened? Do you expect us just to waltz in there and win? The Bears fall into some penalty trouble as um, both as both Mickelrath and Walensky both went off for roughing. Four and four, both of you sit, and away you go. Vecchione gets called for a trip, and it's a four on three. Lovely. All right, guys. All right, penalty kills can get you back into the game. Penalty kills can get you back in the game. You'll be fine. Hartford wins a faceoff. Yep, that was a thing. Boys with just winning faceoff. And just get it back, playing it around. Will Chidal down low. Back up to Ty Eberson on the top of the top of the near circle. Over to Jeremy Johnny Brozinski. Wines fire scores. Three nothing. Three. Three nothing. Oh my god. Just Brodzinski just winds fires and it's in the net. Three nothing. And oh my gosh. And Fukali, some of his saves, rebound control hasn't been the best. And three nothing on the road. Yeah, I felt this in Hartford last year, last March when I was up there. The Bears get their power play going. Power play going. First unit can't do anything. So let's send the second unit out there. LaPierre works it down off the far boards. I like the puck movement. Power play starting to look a little bit better. Throws it back out to the point. Bobby Nardella out there. Come on, Bobby. Get your stuff together. Back out. Back over to LaPierre. Throws it down low to Bjorkstrom. Finds Ethan Frank in the slot. Shoots! He scores! Ethan Frank! Buddy! Ethan! Buddy! I missed you. Ethan Frank. Go, boy. Go on, son. Ethan Frank for his second of the season. Assist to Bjorkstrom and Hendricks LaPierre. Power play goal for the boys. 3-1 Bears as we head into the third period. All right. All right, okay, okay, it's 3-1. All right. Okay, let's see what the boys can do. Let's see what these guys can do. And maybe, just maybe, we could get back into this. The boys could could try and get back, back into this. And then the third, the, the Bears, they do try to press, but Hartford starts to play that trap. They're up by two, and they're keeping back. They're doing a lot of staying back and just, and they know. They have a two-goal lead up against the Bears. Their goalie hasn't really done much tonight. You know, at you know, as the Bears only had eleven shots through the through the uh through the three periods. Hartford's goalie, Louis Dalming. Yeah, that Louis Dalming. The guy who played five games in Pittsburgh. Yeah, him. He had a strawberry daiquiri and a Kindle. In his crease most of the night. Just going. Yep. All right. Oh, I think I'll read Fight Club tonight. Maybe there's a movie about this. Yeah. You guys all right? You good? All right. We're good. Mmm. Mmm. Margarita. Delicious. Mmm. Yeah. Hey, guys. You're doing good. Doing real good. Oh, there's a puck. I flick it away. I nearly spilled my daiquiri. And I'm on the second chapter. Daiquiri and a Kindle in his hand most of the night. Jesus. But we get early into the third. And Hartford's just, the bear, just, the Bears try. But Hartford has an answer for it. The Bears are trying to shovel the, 
shovel the puck in, and it gets out the zone. It's a two-on-one. It's a two-on-one. Bobby Trevino he's coming down in. Lucas coming back to try and save. All right. He's got the guy who's going to be the shooter. And in comes Torino just looking and just runs out a little bit of room and just throws it in on Frucali, and it goes in. No! Oh, my goodness. It was chicken-winged. He tried to knock it away, and it bounced off of his arm, and I just hit the mic. Bounced off his arm and into the net. Zach! What are you doing? What are you doing? I hate to to, to say this, but I'm going to be that guy. Sometimes you need a goalie to make a save. And that goal just took all the life out of the game. 4-1 Hartford. And um, I said it. Ball game. A goal like that. Can a goalie save them all? No. But not, nothing against Lucas on that one. Lucas came back to get a shooter. But if you're Fukali, you got to stop that to keep your bullies in it. What are you doing? You got to stop that. 4-1 Hartford. Lucas Johansson gets his first of the season with a big blue line blast with about five minutes and change left in the game to make it 4-2. I'm not even getting excited about that. It's it's a garbage time goal. Sorry. Sorry, Lucas. Sorry your first goal to be that way. And that does it. Bears lose 4-2 the final. Boys lose in Hartford. Your three stars of the game were Turner Elson with two assists, Ty Eberson with one assist, and Bobby Trevino with a goal and an assist. Losing goaltender was Zach Fucali, 23 for 27. Louis Daming, 19 for 21. In front of a crowd of 2,400 there in Hartford. And the Bears lose. A lot of you know I'm a big believer of Troy Mann's theory of winning the weekend. And Friday's your best day. You win on Friday, and it sets the tone for the weekend. If you lose on Friday, you're playing catch-up. Six points are on the board. And you lose too. So yeah. Am I pissed off about this? No. Do I like it? No. Because I think this team's good enough to hang with any team in the division. But you, you just go up there and you just, you lay a turd up there. Okay, that's a little excessive. But you have a not your night game on a Friday, on the road, with six hours to go back home and just stew over what happened. And yeah, it sucks. But you got two home games to uh, to get over it. And we go to Saturday. We go to Saturday as the boys take on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins. The, wait a minute, what? The 5-0-1 Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins? No. They aren't. Check's phone. They're leading the division. Wilkes-Barre is leading the division because Charlotte lost in Providence on Friday. Okay. Wasn't there a certain someone that said in the season preview that Wilkes-Barre wasn't going to be all that good? Yeah, it was you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I was wrong. Okay. Wilkes-Barre's off to a very hard, hot start. So, yeah. On a Saturday night, Hunter Shepard leads him out of the tunnel. And I'm really interested to see what Hunter Shepard can do. This is a big performance for the young lad. A big game and a big opportunity for him. And I'm hearing little rumblies that the fans are starting to turn their eye toward Hunter Shepard. And you know Bears. Bears fans can get very attached to their goaltenders. And Hunter Shepard is developing a following here in Hershey. Ask Vitek Vanacek how that went. And a pretty good crowd for a Saturday night. I thought, uh, game two of the World Series? There's not going to be a lot of people watching hockey here. I walked around Chocolate World in a little bit of Hershey Park Saturday afternoon. Red Philly sweatshirts and brand new 5150 Phillies hats everywhere. So, yeah. That tells you a little bit of the mentality right now. And, you know, I even saw a guy at Giant Center who was able to dig out an old Carlos Ruiz um, World Series patch jersey. So, yeah, I'm surprised, like, people showed up, but they did. All right. Good, healthy crowd on a Saturday Saturday night. And um, this is going to be a big test for the Bears. I mean, traditionally, we're always much better at home than we are on the road. And the boys and Wilkes-Barre, well, lived up to his billing. Two teams just really going after each other. But it's not hard-hitting. It's looking like it's going to try and be skill for skill a little bit. But um, we get a little bit into the first, and the Bears' third line goes at goes at it. Mike Scarbosa and Garrett Pilon work the puck down low. Throws it to Sonny Milano all alone in the slot. He shoots. He scores! Sonny Milano! Ice cold milk and a Milano cookie. <laughs> Is able to beat. Who's that net? Wait, who's that net? Wait, hold on. I got this. That would be in net checking notes. Philippe Lindbergh. Philippe Lindbergh. Okay, and his backup is Dustin Tokarski. Ain't that an AHL lineup if I, I ever heard of it. But um, Philippe Lindbergh. But Sonny beats Lindbergh. And it's one nothing Hershey early. Yes! Go on, world. Go on, son. But Wilkes-Barre, they're able to answer r- rather quickly. As Xavier Arlette just fires right in. Big rebound right to Corey Adversky. He scores! And I hear this out of the stands. What? Uh, uh, excuse you? That's a big pop for Wilkesbury, including a few knockoff Penguins jerseys that are sitting around me. Okay, this is a thing. I understand a lot of Phantoms fans coming out here, but. Where the hell did all this pen stuff come from? Where? Where, mind you? I'm looking around. Where is, where did they all come from? Where have they all been hiding? Well, I guess they'd show up because the pens didn't play till around 10 o'clock that night. But, okay. Okay. 
We've been invaded. All right. Corey Ondopsky gets his third goal of the season. Xavier Allette with his fourth assist and Mark Friedman. And it's tied up at one. And it just stays like this. It just absolutely stays like this. And both teams had some travel. Some travel. Wilkes-Barre traveled down from, from us because Lehigh went to them on a Friday night. And we came down from Hartford, so big overnight travel. Um, dealt with some, you know, some in, some injuries as well. But it just, th- this was starting to get, and I know this is really early to say this. This had a big deal feeling to it. Because Wilkes-Barre, the past two years, has not been that good. They haven't. This is the remnants of JR sacrificing the farm club. But, as I've sort of said before, Ron Hextall knows how to reload farm systems. And yours truly, who should know better, I honestly should, did not see what Ron was doing all this time. And let me just try and pull up elite prospects here. And they're really good at finding stuff at finding stuff like this. Just bring up, uh, stay with me first and everyone, all of you on the live stream and elsewhere. I was unaware of what they were doing that, that Wilkes-Barre, I underestimated them. And I see Philippe Hollander, Nathan Laguerre, Alex Nylander, Drew O'Connor, Pustinieni. Um, let's see. Uh, I think there's one more on here. Is it? Okay. I think like Smith on here. Jer- Jeremy Devane, who was signed as well. And uh, someone named Smith. I think Ty Smith. Or was it Ty Glover that got sent down? Anyway. That's just on the forwards, on the defensive for for Pittsburgh, Fudin, Friedman, Xavier Arlette, yeah, Ty Smith. Um, a very active defenseman. You know what I didn't realize in my arrogance? I didn't realize Wilkes-Barre had gotten better. Silently, quietly. And in the words of Megatron from Beast Transformers Beast Wars. An enemy that appears to be peaceful is simply biding its time. Yes, waiting for the perfect opportunity to strike. And while I was so concerned with my own team, which I should be, I didn't, and I thought the evil was rising elsewhere. I wasn't paying attention to the mountains. And Wilkes-Barre was getting better. This could completely blow up in my face in about three months. But yeah, as of right now, they're pretty darn good. And Hershey hung with them. Hershey really hung with them. In the third period, well, the for some odd reason, the refs started to decide, okay, we're going to start getting penalties here. Mike Vecchione gets called for tripping. Fine. Okay, he just touched his skates and he fell over, but that's what you're taught to do. Okay, whatever. Whatever. All right, fine. Bears kill that off. Fine. 
little later on in the game while the we're getting late into the third period and it's one, one. And my buddy, Jesse taps me on the shoulder. He goes, this feels like an old school Wilkes-Barre game. You're right. Close game. Me is about as nervous as Fluttershy and about and a, some really and feeling really tense and scared and waiting for the goal horn to go off. Yeah. Yeah. I've had those games up in Wilkes-Barre. Oh, Penguin brings a pucking along the boards, dumps in, and Ness goes in to finish its check. Arm goes up. Interference. What? What? Ness just, Ness was finishing his check. That's not interference. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. He was going for the puck. He wasn't even there. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? But the Bears are able to kill it off. Okay. I've seen the script in Wilkes-Barre. All we need now is a phantom holding penalty. Uh, Wilkes-Barre breaks, it, breaks in. Gabriel Carlson is chasing this guy down. Guy's able to get the puck off. As Gabriel Carlson just uses his stick and muscles him off the puck. Great defensive call. Ref's arm goes up. That's interference, too. He didn't get in the way. It's a good position. It was two guys battling for the puck. What are you doing? Are you kidding me? Gabriel Carlson sits. I've seen this movie in Wilkes-Barre. I've seen this movie. But you know what? No, the Bears stand tall. And at the end of that, at the end of that, Chips a puck out of the zone. Sonny Milano's got it. He's in on a break. Cuts in. Deeks. Wide Hollander reaches up. Sonny Milano backhand. And Hollander snaps it out of the sky. Dang it. Dang it. You're not supposed to do that, Lindbergh. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to let that go in. And I'm supposed to cheer and yell. Sonny Milano gets denied. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, that was the best freaking chance that we had about a minute later Wilkesbury gets another one going the other way comes and goes wide Deeks forehand backhand forehand and Shepard stacks the pads and kicks the puck oh my goodness oh my god and after all that we are going to overtime we're going to overtime oh my god I need a cigarette after that. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Going to overtime. Three on three. Milano, Vecchione, and Bobby. I like this. No, no, no. Wait. Vecchione, Pilon, Bobby. I like this. This ends it. This will freak. We want to get it done early and out the way. 
and it just goes back and forth. Sometimes the teams play around with it. The Bears get a two-on-one the other way. Pilon with Sonny. Pilon looking over to Sonny. Chips in and gets slashed away at the last second. But Wilkes-Barre recovers the other way. Oh, God, no. Hollander, and that's Nylander. Oh, dear God. No, no. Hollander, Hollander looking, shoots, and ping off the bar. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm standing throughout all this, and I'm watching all, all this happen. Wilkes-Barre's able, turnover by the Bears, and Hollander gets Hollander, just able to knock it back down. Putin ending in the high circle. Hunter Shepard comes, really comes out to challenge him. Shoots and knocks it away with the blocker. And up in the air it goes. Nobody knows where it is. Shepard looks and it lands right in front of Hollander. It's parallel with the goal. It's wide open. Hunter, get back, get back, get back. And Villander shoots and he scores. God, no, no. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. No. For all of you watching on the live stream, you're winners. Yep. Wilkes-Barre wins it. Two to one, the final. And I hear a mighty roar come from the Giants center. But it's not the Bears faithful. No. These are knockoff Pittsburgh jerseys that I see yelling and cheering Wilkes-Barre goal scoring his second of the season Philippe Hollander Woo! shut up assist to Volteri Putzton yeah shut up time of the overtime goal three minutes 32 seconds the game is over and I am yelling Get out of here. Pittsburgh doesn't want you. I should know. Go get out of here. (sighs) My goodness. Bears lose. And um, the three stars of the game. Third star for Hershey. Hunter Shepard, 27 for 29. Sonny Milano, the Bears' only goal. And Philippe Highlander. Highlander. The false Highlander, a clone, a fake Highlander. He is destined for evil. He is not destined for good. Gets the winner. Gets the first star. And what I noticed, those two star announcements, it was quiet. It wasn't, boo, you suck, get out of here. It was quiet. This is a fan base that got punched in the gut. It was shown that Wilkes-Barre ain't afraid of big brother this season. Not one bit. Credit to Wilkes-Barre. They played a hell of a game. Still unbeaten in regulation. Still atop the division. The Bears suffer their first home loss of the season, and that's now a four-game losing streak. Two of them were by one-goal games. The game in Hartford, not your night. You could have said that. And Charlotte, you blew it. Good night. You blew it. Good night, as John Taffer said. So, oh, I was quite bitter, Bears fans. You know what I did? I was upset. I was bitter. I 
took my saltiness, and I went to Milton's Ice Cream Parlor up by the Hershey Park entrance. I looked at him and said, give me milk chocolate ice cream in a cup now. Would you like sprinkles? No. Sprinkles are for winners. That'll be 529 here. Let me just take my ice cream and go down the corner. God, that's good. We suck. God, that's so good. Not like our power play that isn't good. My buddy Joe's telling me, you know who's in first place? Wilkes-Barre is shoveling more ice cream into my mouth. Oh, you want to know what their power play is? It's one of the one of the best in the league right now. More ice cream, please. My voice is shot. I'm upset. Full of sugar, the bad kind. And I walk back to my vehicle, wait for my beloved to get done. So yeah. That's a gut punch type loss. That's where you stand. And I've seen these type of losses. It's what I call the hero loss in anime. Yes, I'm an anime fan, and we're going to go with this. This is the type of loss that I'm reminded of. One of my many favorite scenes in an anime called Yu Yu Hakusho. Which is where, to start off the second arc, you have the main villain, Tagoro. Meets Yusuke Yurameshi after he thought he killed him. Or beat him. And in the building, and in an abandoned building, he shows Yusuke... 70% of his true power and just jumps and destroys a partially constructed building and it falls around him. And Yusuke just stand there shocked. And Tagoro just looks at him and goes, that is 50% of my power. This is the last time I'll save your life. And just walks away. And I kind of felt that way. This was a gut punch from the villain. Knocks you down. And says, you're not worthy to be my opponent. I'll see you next time. And just walks away. So yeah. That's how I felt. But we had to go back at it on a Sunday. Back at it on a Sunday. Before we do that, just a reminder everyone. This podcast is sponsored by YeetsOfficial.com. That's YeetsOfficial.com. It might be the gray days of autumn, but you still need a pair of sunglasses, everyone. That's where Yeats Official comes in with glasses starting at only $25. Use promo code HOCKEY and save yourself 10% upon checkout. Make sure to use promo code HOCKEY to save yourself 10% on checkout. That's YeatsOfficial.com. All right, everyone ready? On we go. It's on to Sunday, cruddy Sunday, as those no-good, dirty Lehigh Valley phantoms come, come into town. And, uh, uh, all right, it's just, it's just me and my one other friend at this point. And I'm like, like, okay, I don't want the bears to blow this one. I really don't, but you know, sorry for the rattling in the background, everyone. It's just the HVAC firing up. Nothing I can do about it. But anyway, the bears, we have some injuries to deal with because Lucas Johansson took a bit of a hack on the side as well. He wasn't looking too good, so off away he goes. No, as of the time of this recording, nothing's known about him yet. And the Bears go at it. And in the so the goalies we have is Zach Bukali versus Samuel Erson. A nice little prospect 
And Lehigh coming off of a really bad loss to the Bridgeport Islanders, 6-1 to one at home. Who picked Lehigh to win Sunday night, Saturday night? <laughs> I don't know who would do that. <laughs> Just who would do such a thing. Anyway, anyway, this is the tail end of a 3-3. Three and three. The Bears at the tail end of it, so is Lehigh. Both teams are probably going to be a little sluggish. They want to get off the hot starts. And the Bears get out. They're early. Get there, poor checking, going, start, working it down low. Throws it to Mike Scarbosa on the slot, left all alone. He shoots, he scores! Michael! Michael Scarbosa gets it in, in the slot, left all alone. And the Bears go up 1-0, 43 seconds into the game. That's a sin. As Uncle Doc would say, the most accursed goals are the one with one minute to start and one minute left in the period. So that's a sin. Mike Scarbosa, his first of the season, still expecting one nothing Hershey. Assist to Mike Vecchione and Sam Ennis. All right, the first line going out there and setting setting the tone. Real nice job by the boys. Real nice job. And uh, Lehigh gets into some uh, power play trouble. Surprise there. And the first line gets back out there. The boys are moving it really well. I mean, the Phantoms looked a little gassed. Their uh, penalty kill is not all that great. How'd they do last night? they do on the penalty kill oh they're five and ten on the weekend that's not good not good and sam ennis looking looking over to mike vecchione scarbosa again he shoots he scores mike scarbosa yes yes go on scarbosa two nothing scarbosa two phantoms nothing zero zilch yes got him Got him, and it's 2 nothing early. All right, I like where this is going. This is going really good. But um, but the Phantoms, they do respond as they get a rush on their power play going, going. Lixell, Ollie Lixell throws one. Big rebound. Big rebound to Coates. He shoots. He scores. A rebound kicked right, right to him, and Coates gets it in for a power play goal. Trouble, trouble, trouble with a capital T. That rhymes with P. That stands for phantoms. Now, mothers, mothers of Chocolate City, I know all of you are a reasonable bunch that you could see that your youth, ah, and your old man is going to be going around listening to ragtime, wild music, coming home wearing orange and wearing black, and you got trouble. You got trouble right here in Chocolate City with a capital T. That rhymes with P. That stands for phantoms. We got trouble. Right here in Chocolate City. Got to remember Frank Mathers, the Calder Cup, and the Golden Rule. You have no idea how long I've been waiting to use that music, man. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Mm. You have no idea how long I've been waiting to use that. 2-1 Hershey after one. In all seriousness. And the Bears and the Phantoms are even at nine shots apiece. And in the second period... Things start to slow down, way down, as friends of the podcast, OSW Review, would say. And uh, this is where it looks like the 3-3 three and three is starting to take hold. Guys are leaning their sticks. There's not that pep in the legs and the hips anymore or in the quads. It's just, it's, it, it, it's not there. And uh, the whole second period was a whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing. So, um, yeah, but the Bears are still in the lead, 2-1, still leading. Okay, 
Let's go to the third. Go to the third. And if the boys can get a win, they can still salvage the weekend a little bit. You know, got a rough start, but they can still finish it strong. A win on Friday would have made this really better. But anyway, 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 early on in the second, the third line starts going to work. Mason Morella gets it down low. Henrik's LaPierre finds Bobby Nardella in the high slot. Rister, he scores! Bobby freaking Nardella! Bobby effing Nardella scores! Irish, baby! Notre Dame, baby! Gets his first of the season, and boy, the crowd's going now. Yours truly up and running. Bobby effing Nardella gets it in. 3-1 Hershey. Yes, world. Go on. Yes. Phantoms get into get into penalty trouble yet, yet again as Jordan Belvari takes a hold as he just falls down on Aaron Ness. Aaron Ness tries to get up. Sorry, brother. And he just could to back down. Hey, get off me. Get off. You still get off me. And the ref goes, hey, let him up. Let him up. And Ness just goes, all right, you're done. Done. Belvari, you're out. You're done. Now, you're, you're two minutes. Two minutes. But he, I, no, you do it plenty of time to get back up. You held him down. So the Bears go on the, go on the power play. The first unit's out there. Tries to get some on Arison, but the Phantoms are starting to wise up. They've already let in a power play goal. It's not going to happen again, but. The Phantoms get a little greedy. They're playing up in the defensive zone a little bit. Their defensemen are playing up on the blue line. They're trying to generate a turnover, maybe get a shorthanded goal and make it 3-2. Three, three, I've seen this happen in Lehigh. But the boys must have saw, saw it coming. They had a reverse card. Out Uno, as Bobby Nardella saw the defensemen were playing up, chipped it up to Mike Vecchione, gets behind it on the defense, looks on an Arison, shoots, he scores! Mike Vecchione got him again, roofs it, glove side. It's like he looked at Arison and went, I'm putting this puck by you and you can't stop me. And he didn't. Mike Vecchione gets it in. His third goal of the season, another power play goal for the Bears. 4-1 Hershey. And, oh man, it's just, it's all gravy. After this point, it's going to be great. We're going to put this little baby to baby to bed. And in comes the one Wilkes-Barre guy in on, on a breakaway. Garrett Wilson comes in and just steamrolls through Collie. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Phantom still the puck. Hey, we have a goalie down. You don't have the puck. Don't care. Goalie down. Goalie down. Goalie down. We get the puck and out comes. And out comes the defense. Out comes the trainer, and several guys are like, that's it? You touch the goalie? Get over it. Just start pushing and shoving. Vincent Oriole's looking at Isaac Ratcliffe like, you want to go? You want to go? Bro, you want to go? I'll take it. Come on, bro. Come on. I'll go. And you can feel, you can feel the, the, the pot. She's bubbling. She's bubbling like you're boiling water for pasta, and it's bubbling. It, it's... Work. I, I've seen these type of games. It's going to get ugly. But it, Shepard's getting his equipment on. Oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. Nessie took a stinger earlier on. That's not good. But, 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 Fukali gets up. We're good. We're good. Just stretching out the hammy. Stretching out the hammy. Working the hips. Just doing the squats. Working the legs. We're good. We're good. Okay. But sometimes 
the hockey gods do not forgive or forget sometimes. Because on the very next play, a dump in for the fans. Cam York goes in for a puck, and he turns his skate. His skate stops. His knee doesn't. And his knee buckles, and he immediately goes down. There's a bear near him, but didn't touch him. Immediately skates away, and everybody gives him room. And down, Cam York is down. Oh, gosh, that's not good. That's not good. Their trainer comes out. A player gets near him, and they have to lift him up. And there's no weight going on his leg whatsoever. That's not good. Okay, I've seen players before. Like, like, let's let him get to the bench. Maybe he'll step up. They have to lift him over the that entryway off. They have to lift him over that. Oh, God, that's not good. And that's Cam York, Flyers fans. That is Cam York with a possible knee injury. You hate to see it. You, you, you hate to see it. I am not gloating for this. I am not going to say, oh, well, that's a hockey god's paying back. No. Sometimes maybe they do. They don't. But you know what? Those hockey plays just happen sometimes. That's hockey, as a podcast has said. It's just what happens. Cam York, get better soon, brother. Get better soon. And you can just feel things just keep going. Things are keeping it escalating, escalating. And um, after a whistle, we're on an icing, out overcomes, I think it was um, Garrett, uh, I think it was, who was it? I'm just trying to check this on here because I want to get this right. Garrett, I think it was Garrett Wilson takes a tap on Zach Fucali after, take like a little tap at him and or is like hey what the hell man what the hell bro that's our goalie the, your problem bro was it the attitude you're giving me attitude no you're giving me an attitude and they start jostling jostling and the ref goes all right that's it that's it garrett wilson still still yelling oreo goes to the bin wilson's still yelling and, and i'm reminded of the scene from the great bull durham don't call him a cs you can say that you want to him don't call him a CS. Wilson's still barking, and the ref goes, you're out. You, out. You're done. That That's a 2, a 10, and a bye. That's a 2, a 10, and a bye. 10-minute misconduct for Garrett Wilson. And we get a little bit later in the game, time winding down. Me and the boys say, go warm up the bus. Icing call with 11 seconds. Seconds left. Isaac Ratcliffe comes in, comes in, beats out, beats out the icing. The two teams are jawing. They're still yelling at each other. Isaac Ratcliffe is yelling. Dylan Mickelrath is looking, looking at Belvari. Belvari wants shoving, pushing, gloves off, and here we go. Dylan Mickelrath grabs him and just starts throwing punches and laying into him. Just he's a punch them and then punch them. And I says, what do you mean I didn't give you the right change? And he's a punch them and he's hitting them. And God bless Belvari. You can't get a good grip on him. And Mikroth is just throwing hands, throwing fists, throwing fives and tens. The one and the two work on those alternating hooks. It's it's good. It's it, it's a uh, it's it's good for the muscles. Alternating hooks. Get your exercise in. And Dylan Mikkelrath, st- daddy's upset. You, you know what? He's big daddy Dylan Mickelrath. That's what I'm calling him for the rest 
rest of the year. And I may call him Big Daddy, but you know what? Sometimes Daddy is in one of those moods. And he was in one of those moods where he said, I've had enough. You know, and I'm going to quote a friend of mine, Tom Campbell. He was like a dad who had a really bad day at work and comes home to see his two kids fighting and just comes home, breaks them up and says, you, your mom's upset because she's made spaghetti and now she's crying because you two are fighting. You're going to make up, you're going to break it up and you're going to do your homework. You're going to eat your dinner, have tea and go to bed. Nicaragua's like, I've had enough of your crap. I had a rough day at work. I am not in the mood. Other than that, it was a fun game. It really was. Gabriel Carlson gets some roughing with Isaac Ratcliffe. That big stick energy from Gabriel Carlson. You do not want any of that. And that's not code for anything either. He gets a 2, a 10, and a bye for continuing altercation. So does Isaac Ratcliffe. And to quote cousin John Walton, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Phantoms. Bears win it. Four to one the final. Lots of penalty minutes to go around in this one. A total of 76 penalty minutes to go around in that game. 41 for Lehigh, 35 for the Bears. But the but scoreboard, as the kids like to say, Bears win it. Four to one the final. Your three stars were Bobby Nardella at three, Mike Scarbosa at Second star and Vecchioni with number one. I thought Scarbosa and Vecchioni should have been flopped, flip-flopped as Scarbosa got the first two goals of the game, but that's just me. So the Bears are able to salvage the weekend a little bit. Three out of six points. And, um, okay, you went one, one, and one on the weekend. You didn't win it, but you didn't lose it. Fair enough. Let's take a look around the Atlantic here real quickly as Wilkes-Barre is still in the lead. Patui at 13 points. Providence had themselves a good weekend at going 2-1-1, one, and one, our second in the division with 12 points. Bridgeport with 11 points at 5-1-1, one, and one, but only played seven games. Charlotte had a bit of a rough weekend here in the Northeast at 4-1-1 one, and one, with nine points. Springfield. At four, three, and one, maybe finding themselves a, li- a little bit. Hershey, three, two, 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 with eight points. Hartford, um, an even 500 at two, two, and one, with six points. And the Phantoms at two and four, with five points. I will not say points percentage unless needed. So the Bears are still in that playoff six, but I also know it's Halloween, it's still early. By the way, I know I said big, uh, big stick inner energy for Gabriel Carlson. I mean, he has a really big, long hockey stick. That's just what he uses. What were you thinking? I wasn't. It's all you. But anyway, next weekend for the boys is a double dip up in Wilkes-Barre as a home meeting in, in Wilkes-Barre and then a Sunday night back in Hershey. And guess who's going to be in Wilkes-Barre on Saturday? That's right, yours truly. Does this mean we have a Tales from the Road coming back? Maybe. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. A little long in the tooth, but when it's three games in three days, you got a lot to talk about. Lucas Johansson might have some injury 
an injury to deal with, but we will deal with that on Friday when I will have Bears news notes and nuggets for you as we go into the weekend. Thanks to Belly Up uh, Podcast Network as well. And thank you, Bears fans, for listening to this as well. So before I head on out, I will say some of the usual spiel. Um, if you're listening, please subscribe, like, share, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. If you like this, follow along on Twitter, myself, rblos64, as I just tweet about random sports stuff and some Bear stuff throughout throughout the season as well. And for all of you Bears fans, it was a rough weekend, but we got through it. Through it. And I will see you for the Friday face-off on Friday. But also a bit of a programming note. In two weeks, I am going out to Las Vegas, Nevada for with my beloved for a nice little honeymoon trip as well. So I am not 100% sure yet that the weekend of the 12th and 13th, that Monday the 14th, I am not 100% sure that I will be getting a podcast to you because of all the flying and stuff. So there may not be a podcast this week. I might I might record one from the laptop in the hotel room either Wednesday or Thursday. I am not 100% sure. So if there is a lull um, in terms of having a podcast, that's just because I'm going on hiatus for a honeymoon with my wife of more important things to deal with. But we'll deal with that when the time comes. But for everyone else, Bears Nation, keep the faith, enjoy your Halloween candy, and I'll see you on Friday for the Friday face-off, and I'll see you at Giant Center. Go Bears. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 